0: Good morning, so glad to see you all this morning over the virtual land of the internet. Such a, a, a great morning this morning to, to be alive and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want us to begin by reading uh, the story of the resurrection from John's Gospel. In, ver- er, in chapter 20, it says, Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, they've taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and laying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed, for until then they still hadn't understood the scriptures that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, And as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they've taken away my Lord, she replied. I don't know where they've put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, "'Why are you crying?' Jesus asked her. "'Who are you looking for?' "'She thought he was a gardener. "'Sir,' she said, "'if you've taken him away, "'tell me where you've put him "'and I will go and get him.' "'Mary,' Jesus said. "'She turned to him and cried out, "'Rabboni,' which is Hebrew for teacher. "'Don't cling to me,' Jesus said, "'for I haven't yet ascended to the Father.' But go and find my brothers and tell them I'm ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I've seen the Lord. And then she gave gave them his message. Today we are celebrating the most important event in all of history. After spending three years with his disciples, teaching them, training them, performing miraculous deeds that demonstrated his power over sickness and disease and his power over nature and demonic forces, Jesus was betrayed by one of his closest followers, brutally flogged, crucified, he died and was buried. But then, when everything looked the darkest, the impossible happened, the resurrection. Jesus was bodily raised from the dead. Just when things couldn't get any worse, the situation flipped in a moment as Jesus walked out of that tomb in his resurrected body, carrying a message for each one of us. In mankind's darkest moment, Jesus brought a message of hope. The message of the resurrection is a message of hope like no other. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. What is the message of the resurrection? There are so many things that we could talk about, but I want to zero in on just a few. First off, the message of the resurrection tells us, you matter to God. You matter to him. Everything Jesus did, he did for you. At the Last Supper, when Jesus broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Then he took the cup and said, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus was talking about his death on the cross. He did it because of his love for you and for me. You matter to God. And he knows you by name. I love one of the details that John gives in his gospel. John tells us of the interaction between Jesus and Mary. I mean, Mary came to the tomb, found the stone rolled away. She ran and got Peter and John. Uh, They saw the the linen grave clothes laying there. They weren't sure what it all meant, and they went home. Mary stayed. Mary saw two angels and asked, where have you put Jesus' body? Where have you placed him? And, and uh, then she turns and she sees Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Now, whether that's because she wasn't directly looking at him or whether that was because she was uh, the, uh, kept by the Holy Spirit from recognizing him at that point, we really don't know. But she didn't recognize him right away. She mistook him for the gardener and asked, if you took him away, tell me, I'll go get him. And Jesus then looked at her. And he called her by name, Mary. At that moment, she recognized him. After a brief conversation, she ran to tell the others. And what's interesting about this is this. Mary Magdalene was the first person that Jesus appeared to after he rose from the dead. The first person that he spoke to after he rose from the dead was Mary Magdalene. It wasn't Peter, it wasn't John, it wasn't any of the other apostles that would go on to be great leaders in the church. I mean, all that would come later. He would appear to them later. But first it was Mary. A woman who we really don't know very much about. I mean, we know a couple of things. First of all, obviously, we knew that she was a, we know that she was a woman. And in the culture of that day, women were not highly regarded. But Jesus didn't follow the culture of that day. He established a new set of values, a new set of rules, kingdom values, where men and women are equally valued. The second thing we know is that she had previously been severely oppressed by seven demons and that Jesus set her free. From that moment on, she followed Jesus everywhere. Some say that she had been a prostitute, and that's possible, but the Bible doesn't really tell us that, and it really doesn't matter. To the world, she was not an important person, but to Jesus, he called her by name because she mattered to him. Jesus chose Mary to tell the other disciples that he was alive. You may wonder whether anybody notices you, You may feel like you don't matter. But just like Jesus called Mary by name, he knows your name, and he calls your name. He knows your past. He knows your present situation. He knows your deepest secrets and and fears, and he loves you. The message of the resurrection is that you matter to God. And secondly, the message of the resurrection is that God loves you with a passion. God wants a relationship with you, and he has gone to great lengths to prove it. Romans 5.8 says, But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. Everything Jesus went through the, the 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 rejection the the scourging the crown of thorns the crucifixion the humiliation of hanging naked on the cross all of it was done to pay for our sin yours and mine it was done so that you and i could have relationship with god he loves us that much that he would go through all of that for us God tells us over and over in his word how much he loves us. He says in John 3, starting in verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world. I want you to think about that for a moment. He so loved the world. He loved the world in this way. He loved the world this much that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. We need to hear that because so many people see God as someone that's just waiting for us to mess up, waiting for us to slip up so that he can can drop the hammer down on us. And that's not the case at all. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those aren't just words spoken to make us feel good. God backed them up with Jesus laying down his life and being raised from the dead. Many people question whether God truly loves them or even cares about them at all, especially when something bad happens. They say things like, God, I thought you loved me. If you loved me, then why did this happen or why did you take this person from me? What we need to understand is that God is not the one who causes bad things to happen in this world. God is not the one who caused this coronavirus that's spreading through the world right now. Death was never a part of God's plan. Death came into the world because mankind chose to listen to Satan rather than God. And that opened the door to pain, to death, to sickness, disease, sorrow. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. Jesus came to restore all things to God's original plan, his original design. And that's what Jesus is doing now. When Jesus rose from the dead, he broke the power of death. And when he comes again, 1 Corinthians 15 tells us, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. You matter to God. He loves you with a passion. And because Christ was resurrected, we know that we too who believe in him will one day be resurrected. And because of that, the third message of Christ's resurrection is that we don't have to fear death. As we said a moment ago, Because of the fall, death is a part of this world. I mean, every one of us is going to die someday. Many people are afraid of death because of the unknown. They don't know what's on the other side. But the message of the resurrection is you no longer have to fear death. You can be freed from that fear. In the book of Hebrews, the writer says, Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Jesus came as a flesh and blood human being. He experienced life as you and I experience it. He experienced death, and because he lived a sinless life, death could not hold him. Jesus broke the power of death, so we no longer have to fear death because death does not have the final word. Jesus said in John 11:25, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone, not a few, anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. You don't have to fear death because it doesn't have the final word. Jesus does. Anyone who who belongs to Christ will continue to live with him even after this earthly life is over. So for the believer, death is simply a transition to a life of a greater quality. For those who are in Christ, there is no reason to fear death. The penalty for our sin was paid for by Christ on the cross. Every wrong thing you and I have ever done was nailed to the cross in Christ. Just before he died, he cried out, It is finished. The Greek word there is tetelestai. It means more than, okay, it's over. Okay, I survived. It means more than that. It means I did exactly what I set out to do. And not only that, but it's in the perfect tense, which speaks of an action that was completed in the past, with results continuing in the present. Now, why does that matter? Because it tells us that what Jesus did in the past by dying on the cross, paying for our sin, that that is still in effect today. It was finished in the past and it remains in effect today and it will remain finished in the future. And Jesus' resurrection is a guarantee of that. So we don't have to fear death. Fourth, the resurrection means you can trust God. There are more than 300 prophecies of Jesus in the Old Testament, where he would be born, what tribe he would be from, about his ministry and about his sinless life. And the odds of one person fulfilling them is astronomical. And Jesus himself told the disciples that he was going to die and even how he was going to die, and then be raised from the dead. And not only did he tell them that, but he did what he said. You can trust someone like that. You can trust what God says because his word is true. He is faithful. It's who he is. It's who he always has been. It's who he always will be, faithful. So the message of the resurrection is you matter to God. He knows you by name. He loves you with a passion, and he's pursuing a relationship with you. You don't have to fear death. Its power has been broken. You can trust God. So the question before you now is, will you answer as he calls out to you? Will you surrender your life to him? What that means is you're no longer putting your trust in your own efforts and attempts to be good, but you're putting your trust in Christ's death on the cross to pay for your sin. And you receive the gift of life that he's offering to you, free gift. It's only by his grace that we're saved, not of our own works, so that no one can boast. It's a gift that's given by faith. You believe that Jesus is, rose from the dead, you turn from your sin and to begin your, to live your life for Jesus. If you're ready to take that step, then pray with me now. Jesus, I want to surrender my life to you. Take my sin, my guilt, my shame, remove it far from me. And give me your life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and teach me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, I want to say congratulations and welcome to God's family. I want you to let us know. You can either comment in the chat area or the comment section of this, uh, 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 of this recording but I want you to let us know and I want you to let somebody else know and I want you to start I want you to start reading his word because that's where you're going to find life if you don't know where to start just start in the gospels Matthew Mark Luke and John four four accounts of Jesus life all told from different perspective and when you read pray and ask the holy spirit to give you understanding and to reveal Jesus to you He loves that. And now, I want to give you a blessing. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you from the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. God bless you. We have one final song led by the vineyard churches across the country.